In this episode, we check out, wait for it, Lake Superior State University's 2024 Banished Words list. And on the flip side, we get some thoughts on if I can successfully complete Dry January. And was this the most lazy New Year's Day of all time? Mike, hit the music. And welcome back to another fantabulous episode of the Funny Business Podcast. You may think to yourself, I'm keeping on with my New Year's resolution. My New Year's resolution is to continue listening to the Funny Business Podcast. And let me tell you, week one of 2024, you made it. You're here. You're listening to our beautiful, melodious voices. It's time to have another great time. I am Mike Gambito. Alongside with me is my best friend, my roommate for life, Mr. 2024 himself, Mr. Matt Summers. Matt, how are you? How are things? 2024 is here, as the kids are already calling it. It's 2024, the plot. Uh, take that as what you will. Uh, I am doing great. Uh, just traveling back from some New Year's plans that we'll get into. Uh, was a wild time, but you know what? Just stay tuned for that. Other than that, I'm great. Ready, ready to rock and roll. Uh, get 2024 started on a high note. Uh, how are you? I'm good, man. I I know we're we're only a few days into the year. Uh, nothing like a good start, you know. I've always looked forward to this episode every year because we've been starting a tradition that I think has been fun for us, but I think it's also been fun for our listeners. And as we have talked very much so about 2024, uh, we also want to leave things behind the previous year matt what is one thing you want to leave behind in 2023 um leaving behind in 2023 probably just uh procrastination with okay. uh work or just things around the apartment even procrastination and saying like oh i'm gonna text this person to see how they're doing instead of just putting it off and just doing it right then and there where's mine where's your what hey, where's my how you're doing i i texted you yesterday <laughs> <laughs> you did. You actually did. I did. We'll say I will piggyback a little bit off of you. Maybe some less procrastination um, in terms of just other things besides work and this podcast. Uh, so the, the hope is that I hop on some things a little earlier than usual. But Matt, we have things, we have items. What about words? And the great people at Lake Superior State University comes up every year with the banished words of the year. The 48th year of doing the banished words for 2023 banished words of 2023 uh if you are listening to this for the first time with us with the funny business podcast welcome here's usually how it went down in 1976 late superior state universities uh initiated the humorous banished words list to combat language misuse this annual tradition inspired by the creative promotional efforts for the university uh, specifically from W.T. Rabe. Uh, this uh, features words nominated by people worldwide. The list, which began alongside Rabe's Unicorn Hunter's Adventure, has endured as a lighthearted language critique intertwining with other university traditions like the Snowman Burning Ceremony. I've not talked about that. Isn't that just melting snow? I think so. Interesting. All right, sure. So, Matt, as always, there are 10 words on this list. 
or 10 phrases or words for 2023. Matt, would you like to guess on which words are banned? I'm curious if Riz is going to be on here. I know it was the 2023 word of the year. Um, I have a feeling it might pop up on there. Other than that, I can't really think of anything off the top of my head. Um, anything that was really big and trendy. So I, I'm going to, I'm going to lock my answer, my one and only answer in with Riz. All right. Well, we'll see if you're correct. I'm going to start at number 10. Now I shared with Matt the night before the recording that these seem more usual. I think ever since we started this tradition, it was very much so pandemic related. Uh, you know, pivot. Circle we're all back. in this together. What is that? Circling back. Circling back. Uh, but I think this year, this year was a surprise when I read through uh, some of the reasons behind it and, and some of the words or phrases that were selected. So without further ado, at number 10, wait for it. Uh, how do they explain it? If we're watching the video, then we're already waiting for it, right? While, quote, wait for it is trying to be the hype master. Let's question if it's adding extra sparkle or just stating the obvious. Yeah, so I think this is really big in like video captions of like people's posts, like wait till the end or just oh. wait for it. Because if it's a video, like you're, if you're going to watch the video to the end, you're going to watch it to the end. And half the times when they say wait for it or like wait till the end, it's either a, oh, wait for part two, which that's the worst, or it's just not worth it. So if it's a good video, just let it ride, I feel like. I will say something to leave behind in 2023 is videos that talk about certain things and like how to do better photography read the caption and that's the real is literally it says how to take better photography read the caption it's like no i want to watch the video you made a video for it yeah also like cookie videos when someone's like you can use the ingredients listed in the caption below and it's oh. a tiktok caption and then the caption is like three inches long it's like yep. what this makes no sense at all i want to i want to correct myself it's not the 2023 banished words list it is the 2024 banished words list. I want to be sure that I properly correct myself and, and properly identify. It is the 2024 banished words list. At number nine, side hustle. I like side hustle. The term side hustle has gained widespread use, prompting considerations about its impact on how we perceive economic challenges. It may be worth reflecting on whether its prevalence inadvertently downplays the genuine reality of the situation. While side hustle adds flair to our language, our contributors feel that the only hustle is the one needed to get to their second job. I don't know. I feel like side hustle, if you say, if you're working two jobs and you like actual, like real full, not full time, but two difficult jobs, it's hard to call one a side hustle. But if you're doing something on the, that's literally on the side, that's secondary to your main job, that takes up some time and effort to bring in some extra cash, I think it's called a side hustle. I've always you know, appreciated when people take the time and do a side hustle and they're proud of it. I personally don't feel like it diminishes what they do. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. Side hustle frequently comes up in the in the, in the field, especially in my field itself and social media and the digital world. Um, I, you know, Matt, I, I, I agree with you with the idea of like, if this is something that you're kind of scrambling to make a little extra money and it's not your main job, um, I think side hustle is certainly a best way to describe it. I mean, some people call it a passion project. Some people call it a hobby. I mean, we could potentially say that the Funny Business Podcast is our side hustle, but like, I don't know. I, I think it, it's hard to, to call this a banished word. I think maybe people who overuse, and, and a lot of the times this, this list brings a lot of overuse to it. Um, but I think, I think it's hard to call. I mean, what do you call it? You call it your, your side, side gig or, or just your, your extra gig? 
you know, I, I think I think we need to find a replacement for side hustle. Yeah, maybe people just associate it with like a side side piece. That's what I was going to say. Like a side piece. You, you, like, want, how, you want? No, I'm saying I don't. But people may. I think the word side piece obviously isn't great because it it's not like a the, the first person in your life. So when people see hear the word side hustle. It's like, oh, that's just some weird thing they do. Maybe it sounds illegal. It could could sound illegal. Sometimes some side pieces are illegal. Usually, aren't, aren't all side pieces illegal? Um, well, I mean, like legally, morally, yeah. morally speaking, they're morally illegal. Correct. Yes. Yes. Uh, no side. No side pieces in twenty twenty four. That's what we're no. leave behind in twenty three. Matt at number eight, obsessed. It is overused a lot. However, I feel like nowadays a lot of people do get obsessed with things very quick. Mm-hmm. All right, let me give you the description here. So the use of this word for things that are truly not true, excuse me, that are truly not truly being obsessed over makes it a good candidate for rethinking how we use the word. The casual use of obsessed is describe routine interests or preferences underscores a potential misappropriation of the term, prompting a reconsideration of its application. Should one be obsessed with a new kitchen gadget? Or new shade of paint. This year's contributors think not. Yeah, that that is when it gets overused. Like, oh my god, I'm obsessed with my new frying pan I got two days ago. It's like, well, you got mm. it two days ago. You can't be that obsessed with it. Or like, I wouldn't even say like if if people ask like, what are you doing tonight? And I was like, oh, like a podcast or a streaming. I wouldn't really say we're obsessed with it. That's just something we like to do. Or 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 you f- you fancy it. Yes, yes. I enjoy doing a podcast. I enjoy streaming. Uh, there's times I wish maybe you could do more, but it's just something we enjoy doing, and it's something that is a part of our lives. Mm-hmm. And I think they're correct, too. You know, it underscores the potential misappropriation of the term. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think, Matt, you, you nailed, nailed it on the head when it was like, oh, my gosh, this new frying pan. I'm obsessed. Okay. Like... I, I got a new jamming out Bluetooth speaker and I love it. I'm not obsessed with it. If I was obsessed with it, I think I'd be like holding on to it while during the podcast. But I I think you're right, Matt. You, you explained it perfectly. And even like if it's like work or stuff at home, like, oh my gosh, like I've been obsessed with this project. It's like, no, it, you just have to do it for your job. Or like <laughs> you're obsessed with getting the yard clean. You got to get your yard clean for spring or for the winter. Like you got you to gotta do it. It's something you have to do. You're not obsessed with it because that's just a thing you have to do. At number seven, cringe worthy. Yeah, the word cringe in general and cringe worthy, it, it is way overused. Mm-hmm. From the comments, the use of this term is cringe worthy. The irony is served hot as the very term cringe worthy finds itself under the spotlight. It's like a word caught in its own cringeworthy moment. Now, as we usher in the new year, it's time to decide if this linguistic drama deserves an encore or if we should bid cringeworthy adieu to make room for fresh, less cringe-inducing expressions in 2024. Yeah, nowadays, people just use it if they don't like something that you do, or like if they see something on the internet that they don't like, it's like, oh, that's cringy. It's like, well, no, other people can enjoy that as well. I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, but if it's cringy, it's kind of something that's like, I associate, maybe this is how I associate cringy, if it's like gross or like wrong. I like wince at the thought. Like if it's cringe, like I mm-hmm. wince at the thought. Yeah. Like sex predators are cringy. Yeah. Yeah. Just put that out there. Just... Uh, well, they, they are. They are. They're also illegal. They are. Yes. I, if it's cringe worthy, isn't it already just cringe? Well, that's also a good point. If it's right. worthy of being cringy, then it is cringy. 
it's already if you're already speaking out that it's cringe or cringy, it doesn't need to be cringe worthy. It just needs to be cringe. Yeah. So the word cringeworthy is actually just irrelevant. Right. Like it's yeah, that's a great point. What a good dialogue. Yeah. Dude, that's effing crazy. <laughs> All right, Matt, this might surprise you. Actually, the next getting down to the top six might actually surprise you. At number six, iconic. Uh, I agree with this one. So this one appeared on the list in 2009. So perhaps it's time for another attempt to point out its overuse and lack of meaning in most situations. Despite its initial recognition as a word worthy of distinction, its repeated application in contexts that don't merit such a claim challenges its genuine iconic status. It's like that one hit wonder playing on loop. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's the thing. Uh, if something is iconic, it is like once in a blue moon, once in a lifetime, like super right. rare. No one else can do it. You going to Whole Foods and saving money on whole wheat pasta is not iconic. You going to a party in New York City with 300 other people and not getting sick is not iconic. Like daily things and things that people do often are not iconic. It is meant for, and even in sports terms, like if a guy makes a crazy dunk, that's not iconic. That happens every day. If Muggsy Bogues would have jumped over like Giannis, cleared him and dunked, that's iconic. That's never been done before. I think a good example, and I hate to pull in a WWE reference, but I think anybody knows the WWE Hall of Famer, The Undertaker. At many times, he is an icon. And that's the thing, because no one ever could repeat him, his persona or his personality ever again, because it simply is iconic. But getting your discount at Whole Foods, that's just saving. That's that's not iconic. That's that's just outright. Yeah. Just just good. Good vibes. But even like if uh, the Met Gala, what you wear to the Met Gala most of the time, it's not iconic. It's just the fancy dress. Right. They're just getting dressed up for an event. Matt at number five. We've said this slay that's tough because i like the word but again very overused s-l-a-y not s-l-e-i-g-h yeah okay <laughs> while perfectly acceptable in specific contexts slay has transcended its original meaning and infiltrated situations where its usage no longer aligns with its intended significance its transition from a specialized term denoting exceptional accomplishment to a commonplace expression for any achievement prompts scrutiny and its misapplication, particularly in the characterization or routine of mundane actions. Now, it's sprinkled everywhere, from wearing a stylish outfit to tackling the art of parallel parking. Yeah, it's it's just, it's like taking over a good job. Slay! Yeah, like I pooped today, slay girl. Slay! It's like, no, just say, just give him a thumbs up. If You know what, that's what we're going to do. If you want to say slay, just give him a thumbs up. We're going to turn total dad mode and send a thumbs up text. Correct. Yep. Absolutely. Your your dad has been slain for the past 55 years just by giving a thumbs up. So so he he has been hip in the group texts. He, correct. Yes. That actually every dad that sends a thumbs up is a trendsetter. In He's a trendsetter. Yep. I, I don't know what made me think of this, but like when you slay a dragon. Yeah. Like when you slay a dragon, like it's it's once. I mean, in like fairy tales like there's only one dragon so when you slay the dragon like that's the only time it happens so it makes yeah. sense that this why this why it's not it wants to be banished well yeah people say slay like five times a day all right and number four matt you are correct riz is on banished nice. words i think that's the first time i ever got one right i think it's warranted uh i don't know it is fun to say riz so riz 
derived as the shortened form for charisma, gained prominence as Oxford's word of the year and has become a familiar presence in the realm of social media discourse. The ubiquity of this term prompts contemplation on whether it retains its relevance, with language doing the cha-cha of change. We're wondering if this word still rocks the charisma scene or if it's time for a language remix. That's tough. I really like do I do like saying Riz. I don't know about you. Have you do you, do you use it often? Do you not do you use your Riz often? Because obviously, sure. obviously, we both have Riz. It's always on, you know. Right. Uh, you can't turn it off when you're two handsome looking guys like this. Just kidding. We're both in happy relationships. Um, still be handsome, Matt. Yeah. Well, we we are handsome. What do you we, call? Who are you calling Pinhead? <laughs> no, because I, I said it's hard to turn off the Riz. Yeah. But when you, when you have Riz, you have it for life. It's, it's charisma, Matt. You're, right, right. You can have charisma if you're single, married. Absolutely, yes. Okay. Right. But it's fun, like, with your friends saying, like, dude, you have no Riz. And they're like, no, I have Riz. You don't have Riz. Like, that's just fun. Do you do that with your friends? Sometimes. <laughs> Not in my circle. <laughs> Some, well, no. It's just okay. that it's a different friend group. I know people that have done this that have, like, Riz rankings. And they update it every week. And who has more Riz based on what you did that week? Who has that amount of time? People have it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, people have it. I particularly don't say Riz, although I understand it. Uh, I think very early on we asked on the podcast, do you know what Riz is? Mm -hmm. And we've quickly found out during the year 2023. And remember, if you don't know what Riz is, you don't have it. Correct. That's a fact. At number three, Matt, this is a repeatable one. And we've talked about this. At the end of the day. I don't think I've ever used that in an email this year. I don't think I did last year. What are your thoughts? Well, let me read the description just so if we need to for context. Sometimes a word needs to be rebanished, and this one is one of them. Many comments note that it is overused and meaningless, often employed as a rhetorical device that attempts to encapsulate the complexities of a situation summar summarily, lacking nuance and depth. We as the trendsetters need to come up with a replacement for all these banished words. But, you know, you don't want to say in reality because then that becomes overused. Or is it more just admitted, like at the end of the day or, you know, in reality or a tomato, tomato or a banana is a banana. Like, is that the context? Like, is it just admitted every time you say something? My thing is, what do you replace it with? I think that's kind of like where you're going along too. Like we have nothing else to replace it with. It's just at the end of the day. Right. Yada, yada, yada. Um, so you just and, admit it. Like, do you not even say mm -hmm. a word? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause there's, it, and it's not like it's a mean way to say it. It's just like, it, it has to happen. Like there's, there's no way around it really. Maybe as a result. No, no. Cause that, that's, that's a uh, terminal. Yeah. In yeah, reality. In reality, the, the problem with in reality, though, is if, if you use that in like a work setting, I don't know. I feel like that's a little like passive aggressive in reality because it's making people think like you're thinking not real terms. In conclusion, I guess uh, that makes it seem like a, like a five page MLA essay or like bottom line. The bottom line is. Yeah, I think end of the day is nicer. I get it. Yeah, I think that's the nicest way to say it. All right, Matt, at number two, it surprised me. It will probably surprise you. At number two, impact. Impact? Yeah, impact. Why? Especially as a verb, why use this word when we have a perfectly good word that makes more sense? Effect. Overusing it, and effect is A-F-F-E-C-T. 
overusing it not only takes away its pizzazz, but also robs other words of their spotlight. Well, I'd like to make a comment before before Matt proceeds the bench. I think the main reason why people don't use the word effect, A-F-F-E-C-T, because they spend time, is it affect or effect? 100%. That's exactly what I was going to say. I couldn't, if you have, if you tell me right now, you'll give me a million dollars if I can tell you the difference between effect and affect, I'm not getting that million dollars. I don't, I don't know. Because, and the thing is, everybody always uses effect with an E when it probably should be effect with an A. It, that is maybe one of the most two confusing words of the English language. Oh, wait, maybe I just discovered it, that how we could, anytime you use the word impact, use effect. Well, yes, that, that too, but I still, it's just so complicated. Like us bringing comedy every Friday has brought the greatest effect to the people who listen to it. Right. But it's still in my head is like, is it effect or effect? Like I still can't, mm. it's just, I think it's just easier to say impact. That's, that's exactly why. That's yeah. exactly why people don't use oh, it. Absolutely, 100%. I would like to make a guess. Go ahead. I have one more. I don't remember if I guessed this last year. Okay. It's a word that I would like to ban in 2024. Him. Him. Like, he is him. Right. It isn't. But it's with an H, so I'll give you partial credit. All right, sure, yeah. Do you want to guess now that it's with an H? I don't have a single guess in my head. Okay. Number one for the 2024 banished words list is hack. I literally don't think I've heard that word once in 2023. So the term hack has increasingly became pop, a popular buzzword, frequently utilized to impart an aura of innovation or sophistication to various subjects. It's widespread adoption in multiple contexts, extending beyond its initial technological context, has the potential to lessen its inherent significance. Using it everywhere, even beyond its tech roots, could make it lose its magic. All right, so that makes... I, so I take that back. I have heard it. I was thinking more of, like, hacking technology. Like, oh, I thought you meant, like... Hurr. No, not not <laughs> that either. Um, oh. This is huge with, like, people on TikTok when they're like, fast food hack number five, or, like, McDonald's hack number six. I saw one the other day, and this is actually very... I'm glad I'm talking about this on the podcast because I saw <laughs> it and wanted to. Someone made a fast food hack. Do you know what it was? It was the bottom layer, Crunchwrap Supreme from Taco Bell. Middle layer, two cheeseburgers from McDonald's. Top layer, Crunchwrap Supreme from Taco Bell. And that was their fast food hack. He ate the whole thing. I'm like, that's like four meals in one. That's what? That is that is a cholesterol bomb. That's a heart attack waiting to happen. That's the beaties. Like that is that's disgusting. These fast food hacks are getting way out of hand. And it's just gross. Like, who wants to eat that? I think, too, in the social media world, you know, with the trends like your food hacks and your life hacks and your your dad hacks or, you know, I think many times people are trying to hack social media as a as a person. And one of the many red red flags to know that this person doesn't know what they're talking about. Oh, yeah. Here's a social media hack for you. It's like, no. It's it's not a hack. It's 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 kind of borderline illegal. Buy your followers. Don't ever buy your followers. Uh, but yeah. I, oh God, that's the. What did he call it again? I don't know what he called it, but okay. it was a Crunchwrap Supreme. Right. And the middle was two McDonald's cheeseburgers and another Crunchwrap Supreme. I I've seen food hacks in terms of like at one restaurant, but you threw me in a loop with three restaurants. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's also just not a hack. That's just a video of like, hey, look how I learned to be a new fat American today. Um, have, have you also seen the people that post like how to use your PTO and get like 60 days vacation throughout the year? I think like, I saw. 
like three of them today. Yeah. It's like step one, take off the first eight days of January. So you get 12 days off in a row. It's like, what are you talking about? No one can do that. In terms, I, I think Lake Superior and its and its community is right. Like usually when the term hack comes up, like it's it's hacking the mainframe or like hacking the, the tech system. And I think in terms of hacking life or, or hacking food or hacking technology, I it, it is becoming the loss of its magic. I think also as a society, we need to learn or come up with a definitive answer. To, is hack good or bad? Because <clears throat> there's like, look how I hacked this thing to improve my life or to get high cholesterol. But then like your credit card gets tacked. That's bad. So is hack is hack a good word? Or is it a bad word? I think we need to establish this early on in 2024. Well, Matt, let's do that, shall we? We're going to, uh, what would you like? Merriam-Webster, Cambridge Dictionary, or Dictionary.com? Uh, give me Merriam-Webster. All right. There are, as a transitive verb, there are four versions of it. So 1A, to cut or sever with repeated, irregular, or unskillful blows. I'm going to say that's 1B, bad. to cut or shape by or as if by crude or youth ruthless strokes. Bad. I. Uh, it is 1C. Oh, it's an annoy or vex often used with off. And the example is he gets really hacked off with pe- when people cheat. I'm going to say that's bad. It's kind of weird. The second one, to clear or make by or as if by cutting away vegetation. Example, hacked his way through the brush. All right, I'll give that one as good. So it's okay. three to one bad. 3A, informal, to manage successfully. Just couldn't hack the new job. 3B, tolerate. I can't hack all this noise. All right, that's going to be bad. So we're up to four bad, two good. And then the last one to gain illegal access to a computer network or system. And that's bad. Mm-hmm. All right, is that all? I mean, there's the intransitive verb, nope. and then there's, there's the noun. Nope. There's a second nope. noun, nope. an adjective, of, and then there's a second verb uh, definition, a third verb definition, a third hack. You could call a guard, especially at a prison, a hack. Uh, that's too complicated. I did not know that. Yeah. All right. So we're at five bad, two good. So now, as we come into 2024, funny business science has just determined that hack is a bad word and it's not meant for how everybody in social media uses it. And yet again, it's another word that's being misused. How come in my head? I said in my head, uh, <laughs> you are not the father. Yes. <laughs> so at the end, Lake Superior, concluding the 48th year of this tradition, bidding farewell to banished words reflects our collective awareness of language's constant evolution. The banished words list acknowledges the swift changes in modern communication, encouraging a tongue-in-cheek reassessment of our vocabulary's impact. As we part ways with words and phrases that have overstayed their welcome and enter a new era, let the banishment be a reminder of language's dynamic nature and the joy found in embracing its ever-evolving landscape. I, for one, can't wait to see what new words we get in 2024. It's, who knows? It's one of those things you can't guess. It's just going to be one day we wake up and the internet just invented a new way to say something. That's the world we live in. Uh, let's let's predict. Where's our, where's our band? Where's our, where's our word coming from? Did I talk about eating before a couple episodes ago? I talked about this. So you apparently always talk th- about food. No, it's not food related though. So apparently if they're like, if you look good, you're eating. Yeah. Yeah. But like, it's not in the way that like you ate that up. It's like, oh, she's eating right now. It's like, what does that mean? Oh, she looks good. What? That, that makes no sense. So it's like no, no crumbs left. Uh, 
Sure. Where'd you hear this from? People? The internet? The The internet? internet? Yeah. I have have a weird prediction. I know it's a social media prediction. TikTok. I think talked, like T-O-K-K-E-D. You've been talked. I think that's that's going to be a word coming up this year. I also would be curious to see if uh, we create a new word for a tweet. It's not Twitter anymore. It's X. It's called a post. I know you said X. Yeah, but but like there's a Facebook post. People didn't say there's a like, I guess you call it a Twitter post. But like everyone said, did you see that tweet? Like you're on Facebook. You don't see. Did you see that Facebook? Did you see that? that, You say, did you see her Facebook post or Instagram post? You see his tweet. Did you see his? Did you see X on his post on X? Yeah, but I think I think someone's going to create a term that create that replaces the, his X post and is more so just like a slang like tweet. Keep your predictions savory and salty. It made me remind. It reminded me of Zoe One Hundred and One, Michael trying to co- trying to come up with the word dripping. Oh Man, yes, his new word. Maybe we could bring it. Bring it back. Maybe yeah. It's this great is show. dripping, man. Great show, by the way. Happy 2024, everybody. Hopefully your banished words are banished for good. We wanted to share something that has become essential to those days after a long, exhausting night. Liquid IV's hydration multiplier. It's amazing how huge a difference it makes. Liquid IV helps us feel more energized and refreshed throughout the day. With one stick, you get five essential vitamins and a two times faster hydration formula than plain water. We both love the flavors. Yuzu pineapple and passion fruit are our top picks. They make staying hydrated a truly enjoyable experience. What's even better is that Liquid IV is committed to giving back to communities in need worldwide by providing clean and abundant water. They've already donated over 39 servings in 50 plus countries around the world. And we have a special treat if you want to try Liquid IV. Head over to liquidiv.com and use the code FUNNYBUSINESS at checkout to get a 20% discount on your entire purchase. So shop better hydration today with promo code FUNNYBUSINESS. All one word, F-U-N-N-Y-B-U-S-I-N-E-S-S at liquidiv.com at checkout. Remember to stay hydrated and healthy and give Liquid IV a try. It's worth it. And with that, we will slide on into the second half of the show. Uh, obviously, it was New Year's Eve this past weekend. Let's get in, into some Matt's drunk thoughts. Uh, I don't have many. And honestly, I really have one. And then I have an announcement. Okay. Um, so the first one is, why didn't we help hangovers in college like we do now outside of college? What I mean by this is... When we were in college, like we didn't really, it was just alcohol. It was just, just alcohol. And then we come home and then hopefully we would remember to drink some water and take like an Advil. But now, and I don't, this is something that I did this past weekend. So, uh, went out on Saturday and then New Year's Eve party on Sunday. I was like, I was terrified that I was going to be hungover for the last like three days. I was not hungover once. Really? So I was drinking a crap ton of liquid IV, promo code okay. funny business, 20% off, uh, taking preventative Advil. Uh, even if I just woke up and I just felt a little tired, I didn't want the headache to come on, you take it. But in college, I feel like we, like we didn't drink liquid IV. We would just come home and hopefully drink some water. Um, so I, it's just curious that as we've 
been older and what we've only been out of college for five, five six years. years like we didn't take those steps back then but we're just more cautious to now we medicate our potential hangovers more than we did in college yeah because not not to be the the perfect kid but i always had a bottle of water with me at the end of the night but i think now and especially the last few days i have taken advil and i've also have sucked down some liquid iv you know, I think in terms of medicating it, I think we have to do more of it. And then it's like you you have to hydrate. And like, God forbid, the worst thing, and I'll give Jenna a shout out. We went to this concert and I think I started drinking at like five. I didn't stop till 10. And poor Jenna, God love her. She helped me suck down two liquid IVs and basically took care of everything in terms of like getting on pajamas, getting me getting me tucked in. I wake up the next morning and I'm like, oh, and having and having pretzels too. Like I was eating and like lay down next morning. I had a headache. Like that's something I've been getting a lot more often is like getting like a very hazy headache. But I woke up and I'm like, how did this happen? And she's like, I did it all. Well, she didn't say that. Just being a little bit exaggerated. But um, it's like like that TikTok trend. I do that. I do. Uh, I do. That's actually fine. Believe it or not. Oh, that is fine. Yes. <laughs> so, but yeah, I think definitely medicating it a little bit more. I never tried to pop the Advil before going to bed. Yeah, it, it it's it's a move sometimes. Hmm. Not not one you gotta do all the time. Right. But if you like know, like sometimes you go to bed, you know you're like, I'm not gonna feel great in the morning. Just pop pop an Advil before you go to bed. It helps. Gotcha. But why didn't we do it when we were in college? Like it's not that hard. And then we could have went out more often or, or had more bangers. <laughs> I think we spent more money on alcohol, which as being broke college students, we didn't have enough money for those paychecks and medicine. I guess. Um, All right. Last drunk thought slash announcement. I had a great weekend. Good friends. Good family. Great way to bring in 2024. Had no issues. However, um, I made a decision, Mike. I am going to participate in dry January. Wow. Yep. Good for you. I haven't really been drinking often, um, Mm. but I'm just kind of curious, you know, I'm going to. We're starting to go to the gym a little more and just want to see if it makes me feel a little healthier. You know, I was having having a few health issues that I might save for my advice, but I just want to see how it helps. And uh, I am now stuck with a lot of wine that I came home with from Thanksgiving, but that's future Matt's problem. That's not my problem right now. Uh, and we're going to see how dry January goes. I'm glad you're participating. What I will say in terms of when it comes to let's just say, forcefully eliminating something from your body. It makes your body want it more if you're interested in it. What I will say is do not be upset if you want one glass of wine on Friday night. No, I get that. I also, living at the apartment, like I maybe have like two times a week I would have some alcohol. Um, And now with the holidays, getting together with like family and friends, obviously you're going to have some more. Um, So yeah, I'm sure I probably will like come home from work one day and like maybe crave a glass of wine. Uh, But we're just going to see how it goes. We're going to give it a shot. Do you know anyone participating in Dry January other than me? My dad texted me today. He said, everyone talking about Dry January, does after midnight count? And I said, you're going to do it? He goes, no, already failed after midnight. (laughs) That's great. Uh, follow my friends is my dad. Follow up question: Will you be joining me and participating in Dry January? No. Oh, okay. All right. I just thought I'd ask. I might be. Let's just say. I mean, especially this week, I'm definitely going to hold off. We uh, shout out Eli, uh, Jenna's 
family, its cousin's husband. Uh, he made kamikaze shots. Those things are dangerous. What is that? It lime vodka triple sec. It is basically like an electric lemonade without the blue carousel. Nice. It is. I had five shots just back to back to back. Well, blue blue curacao is just triple sec. It's just blue. Oh, it is. I forgot. Yeah, Shit. yeah. That sounds that sounds good. I may have to have one February first. Yeah. So that's all Matt's strong thoughts. I hope you all uh, safely were able to celebrate the new year. I don't go to bed till four a.m. Two thirty. That's how funny business celebrated New Year. <laughs> and we will end the show with some down in the dumps. Mike, you can go first. Me? Yep. You shouldn't have. Oh, I, I am, though. Okay. Well, my first thing is, and I know this is a kind of a simple one, but a little, little, little down, in the, down in the dumps. Matt, I, I have had no idea where the sweatshirt has been since, like, I've moved into my new apartment. You know, I was. Uh, it's funny you say that because I, you've worn it often on the show, and now that you say you didn't know where it was, I haven't seen it in forever. Yeah. It was at the bottom of one of my, let's just say my, my, one of my boxes that like I put clothes in on the top of my dresser. And of course it's on top of my khaki shorts and which by the way, I got golf shorts for Christmas. Nice. Yeah. So excited. That. Um, and golf shirts. Nice. Some really nice golf shirts. Uh, but besides the point, <laughs> I found it. I'm like, oh my goodness, it's my it's my favorite, and I'll say them out loud, it's my favorite New Trail Brewing Company sweatshirt. And uh, I wore it, and I'm like, ah oh, man, I'm like, I haven't wore this sweatshirt in like for so long. And here we are. I'm no longer down in the dumps, but I, for a moment when I pulled it out, I'm like, you know what? I haven't worn this in a very long time, but I found it. That's good. It's always nice finding things. I Even uh, a month or so ago, I was looking for something. Like clothing. And it was just at like the bottom of one of the bins we moved in and haven't touched it forever. And then my last one, uh, this New Year's Day this year was truly the epitome of society in not doing absolutely anything. And I think it was the most challenging thing because we obviously were traveling to both my parents and then Jenna's parents. And then we came home. And we had a bunch of stuff to unpack because there was presents that we had. And then there was bags that had to be unpacked. And then both of us had to make dinners. Um, luckily, we had a little bit of a little siesta uh, when we got home. We were able to watch. I was able to watch Barbie, finally, because mm. uh, it's on uh, one of the streaming services. But then, like, just like trying to get lunches ready because, you know, immediately after New Year's Day, it's the worst day of the year. January 2nd, which is when mostly everyone returns to work. And by that point, the government and everybody else should just have off January 2nd because no one's going to do any work on the 2nd. Yeah, you know what? I've seen a lot more places like close on the 2nd, like a lot more. I know a lot of people and talking like you going back to work on, on Tuesday. It's like, no, no nope. off. I was like, wow, that's, that's great. Um, what did you think of Barbie? I liked it. It's different. certainly. Certainly there were critics that have mentioned a lot of the nuances in the film. I can't particularly put my point on how Ryan Gosling performed. That was my first time, I think, seeing Ryan Gosling act in a movie. Really? I think so. Wow. I might be wrong. You've never seen like, The Notebook? He, oh, yeah, he's in that. He is in The Notebook. Oh, my gosh. And I cried during The Notebook. Uh, same. Maybe this was like his first like non-serious yeah sequence yeah it, it is strange mm -hmm. he his acting is different i think than what most people are uh accustomed to 
scene with him. All right, so my down in the dumps, I only have one, and it's a doozy. Uh, so driving home today from out of state, um, as we were driving to our destination uh, before New Year's Eve, my tire pressure light came on. Oh, no. Yeah, so I was like, all right. And it popped up on my dashboard. My my three tires that were good were at like a 33. Back okay. tire was at like a 29. Okay. Not not too bad. I was like, maybe it's the cold weather. So like, whatever. Could be. Get to my destination. We go to leave as of today's date, today's recording date. Uh, and it's still on. So I was like, all right, let me go to Wawa. I checked the app. It's now down to like 15. Oh. Yeah. So here's where the, the nightmare begins. Stop that Wawa. Gas pump is out of order. Or not the, the air pump is you out of order. You put gas? That's no, the no, no, reason, no. Matt. No, I didn't need to get gas. Regardless, air pump is out of order. So I was like, all right, look up another Wawa. Drive to said Wawa. It's only a market. They don't sell gas at that Wawa. Oh. Or have an air pressure. So I was like, all right, I've now wasted 20 minutes. Let me try to just find any gas station. Clearly, you didn't pick the superior Sheets, which gives you free air. Wawa also has free air. Well, clearly, Sheets has always come in clutch with that. Okay. Uh, Wawa also has free air. That's all I get to. There's no Sheets around me. That's true. Uh, so I stopped at the gas station, got gas. I was like, hey, do you have an air pump? He goes, yeah, right over there. Pull up. Air pump just didn't work. Oh, no. Go to another gas station. It's the exact same type of air pump. That one didn't work. Oh. <gasps> So I'm like, all right, screw it. I'm looking for another Wawa because the, the last two gas stations I visited were like sketchy kind of. Right. So I was like, all right, I'm just typing another Wawa. At this point, my air pressure is down to 12 because my dumbass unscrewed the cap at the third gas station. And as we're pulling into the fourth gas station, April's like, hey, did you put that cap back on? I was like, nope, it's in my pocket. So that's on me. I'm being a dumbass. So I was like, screw it. Put the cap on. It's down to like 12. I'm like, holy crap. Drive 10 minutes to a Wawa. Had to wait five cars deep in line. I got my tire pressure filled. There you go. And then we get the ride home. And we're at a road, we're a highway. And we're about to get onto uh, the Pennsylvania Turnpike. And uh, Waze pops up that says hazard on Pennsylvania Turnpike. Eight minute delay. I was like, all right, eight minutes is fine. So five minutes. Hazard, Pennsylvania Turnpike. 10 minute delay. Like, all right, this can't be good. So now we're in bumper to bumper traffic for a decent amount of time. Uh, all because there was nothing major. There was just a truck that was like burnt to a crisp. <laughs> I literally were driving by. There was no flames at the time we went, but there's a police officer. And in the like the shoulder was just the, it was like a tractor trailer without the back. Yeah. So it was just the front. Yep. Like gone. Yep. Yeah. So what should have been like an hour and 40 minute drive home turned into three hours, yes. actually more than three hours. This is what happens when you procrastinate. Well, I didn't procrastinate. How did I procrastinate? You left late. Uh, no, we actually left early. We just got home late. Uh, oh so shout God. out Mike for pushing back recording like 20 minutes. Yeah. Pushing production time. Yes. It all makes sense, but I'm glad you're home safely, Matt. Me too. Because, you know, drive. Don't drive. Yep. Go ahead. You got it. <laughs> drive sober or get pulled over. There it is. Good save. I was like, not dr drive, not sober and get pulled over. <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> drive sober all the time. Anyway. Yeah. No, good little reset. Good little podcast. Good little podcasty for the new year. -y. I have an announcement. Go for it. Finally, it's it's finished. It's up. If y'all would like some more information, 
on Funny Business. If you want to follow our Instagram or check out all of our merch, you can find it now at beacons.ai slash funny business. Nice. It's a wonderful shop. Get a direct link to where you listen to our latest podcast episode. Our Twitch stream is embedded on the page too. So even when you visit and we're live, you'll see it that we're live. There's also That's a cool. spot. So, oh yeah, it's freaking awesome. You should check it out. Beacons.ai slash funny business. Um, maybe you're like looking for like, hey, you got some money, you know, because it's it was the holiday season and you're like, man, like, what can I buy? Check out our merch. Got some really nice stuff for you. And lastly, Mr. Matthew. Yes. What is your advice for the good people of the funny business world? You know, so it's 2024. Uh, I alluded to some health issues I was having. So it's just uh, something just felt weird. Like I just wasn't feeling like myself. Um, so it's it's been some time. So I was like, you know what? I keep pushing it off on this. I was that's on that. I was just tired. Um, decided to go to the doctor and maybe I found a reason why. So if you're not feeling great, if you're not feeling like yourself, uh, whether you just, maybe you just don't feel sick, maybe you just feel really tired all the time. Uh, don't just br- brush it off as nothing because you don't know what it could be. Um, and don't be just don't be afraid to go to the doctor. You know, let's try to stay healthy this year. Get off on a good start. Um, and really be be open and honest with your doctor because it's not great to just say oh i went to the doctor and not tell them anything that's wrong and then it's like oh i still don't feel great that doesn't do anything uh they're there to help you um yeah just don't be afraid to go to the doctor an apple a day doesn't keep the doctor away that is correct yes i, I should be following your advice because i i have yet to but after listening to this podcast definitely mm-hmm. we'll start doing it yep it's early so you got some time just uh Get it, get it set. Get scheduled. Get it ready to go. And with that, until the next time, we'll see you on the next episode. Stay safe, everyone. <laughs>